You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 77. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher. Hi everyone, this is Ed K. Smith here with my co-host Brendan Tully. Welcome to another episode of the Business Marketing Show. We're very excited to have a guest on the show today, Duk Pham from perthbusinessnetwork.net.au. That's where you can find him. And uh, we're very happy to have Duk to come on the show today to discuss the power of networking for your business. Uh, even though we're a digital marketing agency and we typically work with clients uh, to bring in business uh, via the internet, we still strongly believe that probably one of the best forms of marketing is person-to-person networking. So Duk has uh, a, a long history of various uh, roles he's played and he's uh, got his Bachelor of Business and his MBA. So he's had some uh, corporate experience uh, and he was living in Melbourne for a while, uh, for the last two and a half years, uh, originally raised in Perth um, and born in, in Vietnam. So now he's back living in Perth with his family and he's set up Perth Business Network. Uh, it's something that's a passion of his so we thought, great time to get him on the show. So welcome, Duke, and thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So, Duke, I was introduced to you initially through my wife. I think Lois has introduced me to everybody that I know. I don't think I would have any friends if it wasn't for Lois, <laughs> um, other than maybe Brendan. Brent, actually, Brendan, I was never introduced to Brendan <laughs> via Lois. But, uh, I'm only kidding, of course. But she has connected me with a lot of people because she's a very, very good networker herself. And uh, she said, oh, you should speak to, to Duke. He's setting up this really good uh, networking uh, uh, business in, in Perth, and uh, it's attracting some attention. So we had a a coffee meeting and it's gone from there and now I'm a member and it's uh it's it's going great. So so Duke, we like to go back a little bit. Um because obviously, you know, you've had history, you've done different uh different things, you've had different jobs, you've been and lived in different places. So let's go back to uh the early days of when you're when you're a child and you were growing up in Vietnam. Let's start there. <laughs> Way back. Testing my memory. Yeah. Way back. Um, so, yeah, look, I guess um, we, my, my father was involved in the, um, the Vietnam War. Um, he was helping the, uh, the Australians and Americans fight the North Vietnamese communists. Mm-hmm. So um, after, after the war, um, my father left Vietnam on a boat. Right. And he he ended up uh, in America and subsequently Perth and um, and Broome up north where he was a pearl diver. Ah, oh, thank you. And um, so that's, that's uh, not many people know that about me. Um, but um, he um, he eventually settled back in Perth um, shortly thereafter, uh, and then he um, applied to sponsor my myself and my family, uh, the rest of my family over. But um, we. 
we actually decided to um, to follow him and we left Vietnam on a boat as well. Um, you know, for a harrowing journey and we actually ended up uh, being caught by pirates, believe it or not. And um, How old were you and at the time? I was probably um, four, um, but it was so traumatic that I remember, um, you know, I have some key memories of the of the whole event. Um, so the pirates, thank God, the pirates, uh, you know, didn't didn't um, get rid of us. Instead, they just took all our, our jewelry and um, and I guess uh, delivered us to a Malaysian refugee camp um, where we stayed for for about twelve months before we were sponsored over to Perth. Wow! And what year was that in, Duke? That was uh, in the early 1980s, and um, if you talk to uh, a lot of Vietnamese people around my age and my generation, a lot of them would have gone through the set a very similar experience. Yeah, well, I think I've mentioned to you before uh, a good friend of mine growing up in uh, through primary school, um, uh, Bartong Pham. Uh, he came across very similar circumstances, and this is back in the mid to late 1970s um yep. and yeah this, uh, you know he'd gone his whole family had been right through a lot of the vietnam vietnam war experience and were coming off the tail end of that it was pretty horrific some of the things he would say so uh yep. but yeah but i think there's got to be a part of that experience that gives you some type of determination or uh yeah. a different view on what people consider to be difficult <laughs> there's a lot of people in, in perth who think things are difficult but they really have no idea what difficult is me included I, i've never experienced that type of hardship so i can only see it through other people's eyes like yourself yeah definitely i think you hit the nail on the head there ed because um you know ultimately when i at times in my life where i i think i'm going through a, a rough patch um I just, I guess, I just uh, draw strength when I remember what I've been through, um, yeah. and you know the uh, the ups and downs that you you get um, in, in your life. Uh, it kind of puts it into perspective into what's like you say, what's difficult, and what's just a, a temporary setback. Yeah. Um, yep. But I, I do draw a lot of strength through the um, through the fact that I've been through far much worse. Yeah, and that's that's a great thing to get across to people, I think, because uh, say we we do have a lot of people who seem to think things are difficult, uh, and particularly in business, they get you know some roadblocks and you know, speed bumps thrown in front of them, and they say it's all too hard, but you know it's really not that hard. So so mm. you've gone through that. Now you're living in Perth, and you, you've you, you're growing up. And um, what what schools did you go to in Perth? Yeah, I went to. Um uh, my my parents uh, obviously worked worked very hard, both of them. Um, but uh, I went to a, a private um, Catholic school, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, thoroughly I guess thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed the experience. Um, we we pretty fortunate. Uh, our parents were of the the mindset that education they, from the from the first day. Uh, we came to Australia. They were of the the mindset that education is the most important thing. So mm-hmm. they um they worked their backsides off to make sure that uh, we attended, uh, I guess, uh, a very good school. 
um, to give ourselves the, the best chance in, in, a, in a new country. Yeah, fantastic. And that seems to be a very common thread uh, from you know people who have come through from immigration circumstances and my parents the same. So, um, so you went through uh, primary school, high school, and uh, you went off to Edith Cowan University and you, that's where you did your Bachelor of Business. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, I um, I guess I, I did the reason why I did bachelor business because uh, I at that point in time uh, I knew that I wasn't hundred percent sure exactly what my passion and and um, and exactly what I wanted to do. So I thought you know it, it'd be a good starting point just to do bachelor business because it's so broad. Mm. And um, in in hindsight, uh, it, it's a great move because. No, I had a, a double double degree in accounting finance, and that basically just opens up the the whole business world up to to you in terms of what sort of uh, jobs you can get. Yeah, absolutely. There's no shortage of uh, need for those types of skills uh, in this day and age, I believe. So, so that was good. So that was fortuitous, um, and and some some good planning on your behalf. We'll give you the credit for that one. And then yep. <laughs> you you were working with some companies after that. Is that correct? So you left uni and, and went straight into working? Yeah, that's right. I, I did. I started my um, uh, my career off in um, in accounting roles. Um, I, I, I guess in, in, in ret- retrospect, um, it was probably not the right thing to do for me because uh, ultimately I don't have, I don't have the head for details. And I'm not the sort of person who enjoys sitting at a table, uh, number crunching all day. Yeah. But never. But it was, you know, I guess um, it was a good foundation um, in the sense that it allowed me to get my head around numbers and to read financial statements uh, and and look in, and and uh, understand budgets and financial reports. So once again, um, you know, although. Um, I didn't uh, exactly was was 100% passionate about it. Uh, it was a good uh, foundation for for me in the terms of um, my my future. Uh, I guess my future ambitions. Yeah, and it is interesting. We have this conversation a lot with guests on the show where certain experiences or jobs or or, or education sometimes at the time that they were doing them didn't feel the right thing or uh, wasn't in line with what they were trying to do, but ultimately has paved the way and helped cement uh, the point at where they're at now. And without those experiences, they w- it wouldn't have brought them to what they're doing currently. So it's interesting. That seems to be a common thread through a lot of people I speak to and who are on the, on the show. So, um, so yeah. you, you worked for a while. You were... Um, had a role as a channel sales manager for Bupa International. So that's an in, a health insurance company. Is that correct, Bupa? Yes, that's right. Look, um, when um, I, I guess I, I went into the banking industry uh, and worked for St. George during the uh, the global financial crisis. Right. And um, Interesting times. <laughs> from, yeah, from 2008 to 2011. And that was, that was a really tough, uh, tough time. And, during that period, I was also doing doing uh, part time studies of my my MBA, specialising in international business at ECU, uh, and um, 
what I what I discovered was that I I needed a break from um from being in the bank after three years, but I also really enjoyed my studies. So I, I took um took a year off to finish my MBA and shortly thereafter um I got the the role at uh, at Bupa. Uh I guess looking after the the overseas visitors health cover uh, channel for um, WA and SA. Okay. Um, and it was was fantastic experience working for a, a multinational uh, company, uh, helping them set up a greenfield business uh, division in Australia. So, uh, yeah, one of, the, I guess, the defining roles in my career. And was that the time that you moved to Melbourne to do that? You moved from Perth to Melbourne to do that role? Mm-hmm. No, I, I was looking after Western Australia and South Australia, so I was still in Perth. You're still here, okay. Um, yeah, after three years, I, I guess I wanted to, um, you know, get out, step out of my comfort zone, challenge myself, and uh, and develop de- develop myself personally. Um, because I felt I was uh, I've been living in, been living in Perth for so long, and I was um, too comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's when I um I made the decision with my wife to um, to head over to Melbourne. And why Melbourne? What was the, the attraction to going to Melbourne? Oh, look, uh, I guess it was it was pretty easy from this perspective that it was, um, you know, the, the best city in the world to live. And I've been to Melbourne for, for work on numerous occasions and I just felt a real strong connection and affinity to the city. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I... I applied for for a role over there and subsequently uh, got the the job and uh, relocated to Melbourne. But, uh, you know, Melbourne, I I guess, for me, uh, was very, very exciting because it was just so so multicultural, uh, so progressive, open-minded, and, you know, there's something for, for everyone. Yeah, totally agree. Love Melbourne. I'm actually going to be there in a couple of weeks' time for a a bit of a break, so uh, I've got family over there as well so yeah it's a it's a great place and um but you decided that you wanted to come back for family reasons back to perth and uh you've got yeah you've got how many children you've got two or three they got two two kids when we um when we went to melbourne we only had theo who's four right now um and we subsequently uh, had tori um spelled with an i in the end which is actually short for victoria so Ah. Uh, we we had Tori in in Victoria, and so her name's got a, a lot of meaning for us. Um, we decided after two and a half years to come back because Theo uh, goes to kindergarten next year, and we had to make the decision whether to stay in Melbourne forever because it's not good to to uproot your kids once they become entrenched in in a school and education system. Yeah. Um, and we had obviously family and friends back in Perth, so. We made the decision to come back to Perth, but absolutely, you know, loved Melbourne. Could have stayed there for for a very long time. And you can always go back later on. That's the thing. That's right. That's right. So you're here in Perth again, back to the good old uh, homeland of where you grew up, and you have been inspired to follow your passion and, and set up Perth Business Network. So what's the backstory with that? What drove you to set up this company? Yeah. Look, I guess um, in the last, I guess, six to eight years, my my roles have predominantly been in business development, relationship management, and account management roles. And 
I thought before I came back to Perth, uh, I kind of sat down and, and thought, okay, um, I wanted to try to work for myself. But I, 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 I knew that I only would do it if I had a chance to create something pretty special. And um, to create something special, um, it requires passion, purpose, and perseverance. Definitely. Um, one of the one of the few things <laughs> I learned in my MBA that I can remember. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. So that's something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's been great. Um, the the thing is, my, my, I thought my passion up to that point was sales and business development because um, what I love about that is the hunt, mm-hmm. the the hunt uh, and subsequent uh, acquisition of a new prospect. But uh, I found out that what well, I I enjoy connecting people more than that. So uh, that the day that uh, that that discovery happened, um, I guess uh, in terms of setting up the the, the the business, it made it very easy. Um, so that was the passion sorted. Uh, the purpose was I in, in Melbourne. I saw how industries were thriving and they weren't. Uh, dependent on one industry like mining. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, when I, if I come back to Perth, how can I replicate this environment in Perth? And so to do that, uh, I had to create a platform where businesses can come on board and I can exert influence within my sphere of control. And that, in essence, was, how, uh, was why I created Perth Business Network. Fantastic. And... Uh... As I mentioned before, uh, disclaimer, I am a member, but that is not the reason I'm doing it. I just think this is an important topic regardless. Uh, So ultimately, uh, the main main goal of Perth Business Network is what? Well, there's there's a couple of of goals. Firstly, um, we... I like, I like, you know, aside from the, the the networking events that we run for our members and sponsors, I like people to think of us as an introduction agency for like-minded business uh, owners. Uh-huh. So I, I guess, you know, and that happens on a daily basis, and that's probably one of the key areas where our members get uh, the re- return on, on investment. So, you know, we have... Um, a um, a list of uh, selection, a list of criteria we want to see in prospective members, and if they are, are of the you know of the same quality and mindset, then when you introduce them to each other, uh, it's easy for them to build relationships because they're all on the same wavelength uh, and they're all very professional, progressive, and engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I guess setting. Uh, setting that, um, I guess the the uh, for lack of a better word, the, the barriers to entry up um, to make sure that the the business owners who come on board are of a high quality um, has worked really well because what's happening is when you get them into a room, um, you know they they not they they're building re- solid relationships first and then doing business with each other subsequently. But um, the whole process is much easier when they're all like-minded. Definitely. Uh, I've, I've been to a lot of networking uh, events, a lot of uh, joined a few um, business networking type 
organizations. And quite often, there seems to be a quite a large gap between some of the members uh, and what they do, yep. and not a lot of similarities uh, or common yes. common experiences. Or so, in terms of how you're selecting people, or you know, uh, getting in front of people, what are the what are the main criteria you're you're looking for uh, for yep. members? Yeah, look, I, I guess in, in Melbourne, um, I you know, I discovered my passion for connecting people, but something else that I learned to embrace was in, innovation. So, um, you know, I thought I'll make that one of the criteria. And what we're looking for is we want to work with companies that are innovative or at least have a desire and capacity to do so. Mm-hmm. And similar to that, we were looking for companies that are challenging the status quo and pursuing best practice. Yeah. Um, we, and, and as I mentioned before, we want to work with professional, progressive, engaged, open-minded, forward-thinking business owners. So what did you, um, what did so you let me join? So those are some of the... <laughs> what did you let me join then? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was through your wife. She, she put in a good oh, word is, for you. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Because if Brendan, he would have told you no, wouldn't you, Brendan? You would have said, don't let, don't let her join. Oh, that. You, I'm, I'm nice, Ed. I wouldn't say that. No, no, you you would have said that. You would have said that. Sorry, sorry, sorry <laughs> to continue. But look, no, you've you've been a great addition to uh, to the membership, Ed. Well, thank you. I'll uh, pay you later for that lovely stuff. <laughs> um, but I yeah, only take cash. <laughs> you only take cash. Uh, we do have a, a very exciting, and this is an example. Uh, as I say, I'm not being paid or sponsored to do this. So I'm doing this because <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Just to be very clear, yep. I have. Uh, other than being a member, I have no financial, monetary, any type of reward from Duke for this. So uh, just want to be very clear there. But we've got something. I, I, I can't afford to pay you, Ed. <laughs> well, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. I'm, I come cheap sometimes. Um, but we've got a BMW drive day because one of the couple of sponsors uh, of the Perth Business Network uh, are BMW dealerships. Um, and we're, we're, that's uh, Auto Classic and West Coast BMW, and they are hosting uh, members on a drive day next week, about 170Ks and some lunch and dinner, and uh, it should be a fun day out. So these are the types of things where you can't really put a value on it because you get to spend longer periods of time with members uh, in a more casual environment and to me, that's often where the gold happens. It's not necessarily at the functions of, in terms of, like, you know, yep. your normal networking meetings. It's what happens outside, like you go and have a coffee with the person you've yep. met at the at the network meeting, or you know, you get to sp- spend time driving around the car with some of them. These are the these are the places, in in my opinion, that all of yep. the the good stuff happens. Would you think that's uh, accurate? Yes, uh, and I would like to to add on to that. Um, you know what I encourage our members to do is obviously uh, build relationships before um, talking about um, any business that they can do together. But mm. on on top of that, when they're building relationships, I like to think that they're approaching that relationship from a giving perspective rather than a take perspective, and what's in it for me. Uh, so that's having a very, I guess for me, that's a short-term uh, outlook. Definitely. And if you approach a relationship from a given perspective uh, with a long-term outlook, then in the, you know, in the long run, 
I think greater opportunities will arise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Brendan, what's your view on networking? I mean, uh, Brendan's. Well, just... I'm very jealous of the BMW drive day. Uh, well, if you come <laughs> over to Perth, I'm sure we could fit you in in the boot somewhere, or uh, <laughs> I'm sure there'd be. A... Brendan's a really big dude. I don't think he'd have to be a big SUV to stick him in the back because he's like a couple inches taller than me and a couple inches wider. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so in terms of networking, because uh, Brendan's just uh, moved back into Australia. He's living in Queensland now and had spent a fair amount of time in in Thailand previous to that. So... One of the things we get asked all the time is, you know, how to increase business, how to get more traffic to a website, how to improve SEO, you know, can you do Google AdWords or Facebook ads, all this sort of stuff. That's the typical stuff I get thrown at me a lot, uh, and yep. particularly from new businesses when they say, how can I start generating awareness and attention? And they're also focused on everything that's digital. I say, well, yep. why don't you go out and start doing some networking and actually meeting some human beings at some events? Yes. Uh, yep. and, and getting started that way. So, so Brendan, now that you've just moved country and you're back in Queensland, is that something that you're looking at doing? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you asked before what my thoughts on networking were. The traditional networking is where people go to network and um, play the, the ninja game with business cards and, and try and give away as many as possible. That's always been really frightening to me. I'm a member of a different networking group and um, I had for at least, I think I've been a member for at least five years and it's it really is like, um, like you said, Ed, like those casual, in the, the, the relationships are made in, the, in those casual settings. It's not, I think if you go out with the goal to network with people, it can be a, um, a big time waster and um, yeah, it's, yep. it's not a yep. great experience. Um, in relation to what you said about the, I mean, we get it too with, uh, um, you know, the new business owner who, if they could only rank at the top of Google, they would, uh, they'd be rich kind of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, we've talked on other episodes that there's really no online or offline anymore. It's all just marketing and sales. Mm. Um, and even in, in from, you know, in the SEO space, in the ranking and Google space, the number one search term you can rank for is your business name, which a lot of businesses don't. And that's because this in-person stuff and referrals and like this person-to-person um, relationship stuff is so powerful. That's for most businesses, like referral is going to be um, one of the you know top three drivers of sales. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I don't want to use the word networking. For me, it has kind of negative connotations. But, you know, meeting people and, you know, building relationships and meeting other people in, um, you know, expanding yeah. your business network, I guess. Like me and you, Ed, like, you know, it has been nearly 10 years we've known each other and done a lot of business together. And we met through somebody else effectively through that kind of, you know, relationship building and, and those in-person relationships, even though <laughs> most of the stuff we do is online and we rarely see each other in person. So, um yeah, I'm I'm really jealous of the drive day, and it is now I'm back in Australia, so I've been back like back for a month, and um, you know I've been doing a lot of traveling around the world, and I you know, one thing I've missed is like a lot of that in person stuff and the ability to make you know build relationships with other businesses, and and it's not necessarily for uh like a you know the default thinking is I can find customers, but it's actually for me the more powerful bit is 
like meeting like someone like you that we've worked together for so long now that you know we help each other out we support each other and share ideas and um you know you work together like with the podcast so i think not there's a mistake just to think it's about getting customers i think building business relationships that you know you can do things with is is really important um and a key part of like building a a sustainable business so yeah yeah well said Mm. So I, I yeah, look, I totally agree with you, Brendan, on, on many levels there. Um, I think networking events where you're uh, like a ninja flicking out business cards, um, to be honest with you, that's probably comes down to uh, speed networking. Um, and um, my, my, for, for me, that's, that's never going to work for me. And um, a lot of my members, we, we don't do that, I guess. I at a networking event, I only give up my business cards when I'm asked uh, for it. Yes. But uh, also, I'm very, very strategic. You know, there's probably only every networking event I go to, there's probably only one or two um, people that uh, I would subsequently, uh, I guess, connect with and and, and have a, a catch-up copy with. Yeah. Um, whether that be for, for, bus- for business or personal reasons, uh, I'll make that judgment call uh, on that day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I, I think that, that that word networking, um, you know, I'm, I'm using it right now, but for for lack of a better word, but uh, there's you're you're right. There's you know there's positive and negative connotations with that word. Um, I'm I'm obviously operating and trying to um, encourage the the uh, positive side of things. Yeah, too too true. And look, I was just at a speed uh, networking event only last week, and there was about a hundred and something people at it. And it, I mean, it was it was yeah. br- it was brutal. That's the only way to describe yeah. it. It was yep. exhausting. And uh, after the whole process, you yep. go, "What w- really was the outcome of that?" I mean, um, yep. you know, because you had two minutes. We're one minute each yep. person to talk, and people are just doing elevator pitches and doing doing stuff that's yeah. Everyone switches off after a while, and it's, it's just, there's nothing meaningful there at all. Yeah, I, I went to a similar one about uh, a year ago, and um, I, I swore that I would never do something like that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I'm def- I don't know. I hadn't done one. Look, the last speed business thing I'd done was probably. I don't know, 15 years ago. So I think I had forgotten. I think my mind had let it go a little bit that uh, that it wasn't terrible. Uh, but then after being reminded of it last week, it was like, yeah. Fortunately, the next day <laughs> I went to Margaret River for four days, so I, I, I could I could recover and relax from the stressful experience. Yep. But all, yep. you know, already I had people uh, calling me up and trying to pitch me stuff um, the, mm. next, the very next day, and I'm going, hang on a second. We've spoken for like one minute, and now you're trying to sell me your your wares. I mean, that's not how it works. And I'm exactly like you. If I go, come away from a, a networking event and I've made connection with two or three people, that's fine. Um, but you do see yep. as you know the 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 throwing star ninja card people going around. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my, just they do not understand what networking is, and so that was. The main reason I wanted to have this conversation with you is to impart this to people. That is not how you network. It's about a quality yeah. interaction with 
you know, a small number of people. It's not about getting your card around to as many people as possible in the room that yep. you'll be remembered, but not how you want to be. <laughs> so, and the, yeah, I, that's right. They'll probably throw your business card in the bin as soon as they walk out the door. Yep. So other I tips concur. other tips for, for networking. Because people who listen to this, there's a lot of people who obviously are not in Perth. We've got people listening to it in other parts of the country and overseas. So... Uh, what is it that you recommend in looking for for someone to go along and either join or 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 yeah. maybe just experiment with? Well, it's it's very. I guess for me, um, it's very simple. When I meet with prospective uh, members, I actually tell them to, aside from looking to join our network, to review all the other stats in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be strategic about it because your time's precious. Um, and only so do your due diligence and only join if you see value in it for you. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I guess that's that's probably the the most important thing uh, for me is um, don't jump into it. Um, do your due diligence. Review the sort of. Um, the sort of members that are coming on board, um, you know, uh, look at the, all the marketing material, uh, obviously do your social media research because, you know, membership can obviously uh, vary quite a lot. And um, uh, the last thing you, you want to, you want to do is burn your, uh, burn your money and, and waste your time. So um, be strategic and, and do your due diligence. Yeah. Very wise advice. And of course, the other thing about networking is this is going to be a real shock to people, but you actually have to turn up to them. <laughs> if you don't turn up, you've got zero yeah. chance of making any meaningful connections if you stay at home and go, oh, no, I don't think I'll bother going to that. Uh, and I can trace back to a, a lot of very, very uh, uh, good things that have happened both personally, professionally, income-wise from going to networking events. So I highly believe that the whole reason I'm actually connected with Brendan is because of uh, a very fleeting referral at a networking event that led to me calling a wrong number where I ended up speaking to Lisa Reed, who connected Brendan and I and several other people for doing workshops. And that was me calling a wrong number because I couldn't find the right number of the person I was referred to. So funny story, but that whole thing, that tenuous of threads, most tenuous of threads, uh, has led to lots of really good stuff down the path but if i hadn't turned up to to go to the networking event and actually put myself in that sometimes with a lot of people it's a very uncomfortable position having to stand there and talk about themselves but my recommendation about networking is you don't have to be good at talking about yourself you just have to be good at asking questions Uh, If you get good at asking the other person about themselves, they're going to remember you far more uh, because you're interested in them genuinely uh, than if you're just standing there talking about yourself. And I'm sure that's probably what you've experienced as well. Yes, great, great advice there, uh, Ed. Uh, Look, you know, when I meet with people, my my objective uh, is to do the least amount of talking as possible Mm -hmm. um, because... Uh, I want to listen to to them. I want to hear their story. I want to hear their journey. I want to hear about their business. And it, it gives me uh, the time that they talk 
gives me greater insight into what they're all about and I can ascertain then then whether they'll they'll see uh, they'll see value in joining my my organization yeah fantastic yep so um, we've been chatting now for 35 odd minutes so we're getting getting close to the end of our time so um, what last part parting words of wisdom do you have uh, for people who uh, haven't done any networking at all they're sitting thinking oh, I'm too scared or they're not confident enough in what they're doing uh, what do you offer and recommend to those people yeah look, I think you um, you touch on this but networking can be this uh, very daunting for people who uh, haven't done much of it mm. and um the the thing is, you know, do do don't jump straight into it. Um, you know, have there's there's no shortage of uh, networking events throughout the Perth um, landscape, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them are for free. Um, so do do check out um, these um, these networking uh, events, and if you see one. That um, that tickles your fancy, then I I would suggest just you know this is not many not many people do do this but give the organizer organizer a call mm-hmm. and have a chat to them about the sort of people who are, who attend these events and I've I've done that on on most occasions and I can quickly make up my mind whether it's the right event for me. Uh, and then you're, you know, you're saving a lot of time and, and energy. So yeah, okay. the one piece of advice I would say is um, give, you know, if you're unsure in terms of who's turning up, give the organizer a call. Good advice. That's very good advice. Uh, and that way you can scope out whether it's going to be for you or not. So very cool. I have never done that. So I will mm. put that in my bag of tricks now. Thank you, Duke. Uh, anything you have to ask before we finish up, Mr. Brendan? Not really, but there was a point you made before um, just about the common values I think is really important for joining groups like these. Like, Because um, over the years I've joined different groups and you really have to have those shared or common values to get to really feel like you belong for starters and to really to get something out of it. Like, like you said, if you're scared to go to the networking events, then uh, it's probably not going to work out that well for you. But if if you you know you're meeting people that are like you and they do things that in you know that that come from a similar place, then you're probably going to get much more value out of <coughs> sorry the networking group and and the time you're putting into it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, too, that's too right. True. Too true. So uh, again, Duke, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. We were actually. Sp- uh, set up to do this many many weeks ago but um, I got sick and had to uh, cancel it unfortunately and put it off to now so uh, thanks for being patient we greatly appreciate your input and I think there's a lot of people who will benefit who uh, have been thinking about getting into a networking experience and maybe joining a networking group or something of that nature uh, whether it's here in Perth or in Melbourne or San Francisco or wherever, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's a universal principle and uh, they can maybe start uh, taking those steps to 
to sort of move into that area. So how, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, Duke? We'll put this in the show notes, but uh, your web, uh, yeah. your web well, address. Uh, well, look, firstly, th- thank you for, for having me on board and uh, for your uh, insightful comments and questions. You're welcome. The, um, the best way for people to contact me is on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, I, I accept 99% of uh, LinkedIn invites. So, um, you know, please do uh, to connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message if you want to catch up. Fantastic. We'll also list your website details as well in the show notes, uh, which which I'll just repeat again, perthbusinessnetwork.net.au for those who want to go and check it out if you live in Perth. Um, you don't offer anything over in the eastern states. That may happen sometime down the track, Duke, but you never know. But yes, but, but right now, but right now, you're you're it's only based in Perth. So if you if you're a Perth listener, uh, most certainly check it out, and we may end up seeing you at uh, one of the future events. So uh, thank you, Brendan, for your time as usual, and uh, thanks once again to Duke. Thank you, uh, Ed and Brendan. Uh, it's nice talking to you, and uh, I'll see you uh, around at one of our events. We'll see. We'll see you at the BMW. Are you, you're, I'm assuming you're going to the BMW Drive Day event. Yes, I am, and I'm looking forward to um, to witnessing your driving skills, Ed. Oh, they are phenomenal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually yeah. a very good driver. I am. I, I must say that. I'm oh, I, I think you you let me be the judge of that one then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You, you can definitely be you're starting to put the, the hex on me now, Duke. That's no good. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay. Have, a, have a great day. Thanks, and guys. We'll, we'll speak soon. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.